Tell me who had believed, had believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. It was Wednesday, September 3rd, 1941. The Fairmont Daily Sentinel newspaper had headlines that declared Center Creek Girl crippled four years is instantly healed. Who was this young lady that the whole area was talking about and what had happened to her? At the age of nine, Betty Baxter was born again. She will tell you that that was the biggest miracle in her life. But as far back as Betty could remember, she was not like other children. She was born with a curve in her spine, every vertebra out of place. The bones were twisted and matted together. Her nervous system was damaged. Her heart was enlarged. Her organs out of place. At age 11, she was taken to every specialist available, but she was told there was not anything that medical science could do for her, and they sent her home to die. Betty Baxter knew what it meant to suffer. She was in constant pain. For a while, she was given morphine to lessen her suffering, but her heart couldn't handle it, and she would have a heart attack almost every week. And then her body became accustomed to it, to the point that the only thing her doctor could do was to stop giving her any drugs. Betty spent four years in this condition. She would be so racked with pain to where that she could feel herself blacking out and going unconscious. Along with the awful pain, she was isolated because her body could not handle visitors. There were weeks where she would go blind. There were weeks that she was unable to hear. There were times of total paralysis. There were times that she would bite her lips to keep from screaming with pain so that her mother could get some sleep. But Betty had a mother who would not take no for an answer. When Betty's health began to worsen and the doctors were saying there was no hope, her mother spent hours praying and searching the scriptures for an answer. She found that Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever. She found that Jesus heals today just like he healed when he was walking on this earth. She found that if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth, and nothing is impossible with God. She was determined to believe God and see her daughter Betty healed. And she would minister that faith to Betty. During these awful times, the Lord Jesus would come and talk to Betty. He would call her by her name and he would tell her he loved her. This meant everything to Betty because she only saw herself as a forgotten crippled child. Many times Jesus would tell her, I will never leave you or forsake you. During the next month, several times it looked as if Betty were dying, but her mother never gave up hope. And one day, Betty at the age of 14, made a bargain with Jesus. Lord, I'll tell you what I'll do, said Betty. I'll make a bargain. Now, Jesus, listen to me. I'm going to bargain with you. 
Jesus, if you will only heal me and make me well inside and outside, I'll go and preach every night until I'm 90 years old if you want me to. And Lord, I'll do more than that. If you will heal me so that I can walk and use my arms and be strong and normal, I'll give you my whole life. It will no longer belong to Betty Baxter. It'll be yours and yours alone. Jesus heard her and he replied back to her. Betty, I'm going to heal you completely August 24th, Sunday afternoon at three o'clock. And you know what? Jesus keeps his promises. And he did just that. On August 24th, 1941, with family and friends gathered together in her home, Jesus came. At first, there was a great noise as if a storm was coming up. The wind roared, and then it became quiet. A great white fleecy cloud formed in their living room, and out of that cloud stepped Jesus. He said very softly, Betty, you have been patient, kind, and loving. I'm going to promise you health, joy, and happiness. Betty saw Jesus reach out his hand, and she waited. All at once, a hot feeling as hot as fire surged through her body. Two hot hands took her heart and squeezed it, and when those hot hands let her heart go, she could breathe normal for the first time in her life. Two hot hands rubbed over the organs of her stomach, and she knew that she would be able to digest her food because he had healed her. That hot feeling ran on through her body. But then Betty looked to Jesus to see if she was only going to be half healed. Would he leave her just healed on the inside? But Jesus smiled, and Betty felt his hands press on the middle of her spine, and there was a tingling sensation like she had touched a live wire. Her bones popped into place. Her paralysis disappeared, and in ten seconds, Jesus made her every whit whole on the inside and outside. Jesus did for Betty Baxter in a few moments what the doctors on this earth could not do, and he did it perfectly. Betty picked up the chair that she was propped up in it and raised it above her head and cried, See what the God I serve can do. And just before Jesus left her, he spoke to her one more thing. Now remember, Betty, every day look at the clouds and watch. The next time you see me coming in a cloud, I will not leave you here, but I will take you to be with me. Betty will tell you, friend, he is coming back again. I have a song for this, ministered here by Kathy Mai, in the name of the Lord. Thank you. 
I minister the word, I would like to welcome our new listeners that are hearing us by short wave by way of La Sea World Harvest Radio. We are broadcasting on Angel 2, five days a week, Monday through Friday, going into Southern Europe, North Africa, Israel, and the Middle East at 4.30 UTC time. What an honor. What a joy to preach the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection to the world. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Father, I pray for grace on me and on this message, that you open our eyes that we can see, that you open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken, that you turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like you to consider this. Why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus come to the earth? And not only that, whose idea was it that he come? Have you ever considered that? Have you ever even considered your salvation? Where did it come from? Whose idea was it? Let's take a look and answer these two questions. I'm going to go to Luke 2. I'm going to begin in verse 9. These verses we hear every Christmas. But you know, these verses are not just for Christmas. They are for us, you and I, every day of the year, if we will consider them. So let's take a look. Verse 9, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. This is when the angel came to the shepherds that were abiding in the field. This was at nighttime. They were watching their flocks. And lo, the angel of the Lord, one angel, came upon them. And the glory of the Lord showed round about them. And they were sore afraid. I would be too. And the angel said unto them, Listen to what this angel said to the shepherds. Fear not. Fear not. Behold, I bring you tidings of great joy. This is an angel communicating unto them from heaven. And what does that angel say? Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. To all people. That includes you and I. So this angel is telling us that it is bringing us good tidings of great joy. Now, what were the good tidings? Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Verse 12, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel, and listen to this, a multitude of the heavenly host. Can you imagine what this looked like? A multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Listen to what this multitude of heavenly hosts is saying. Verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, good will toward men. Do you hear heaven's attitude toward you? Good will toward men. Good will toward you. Good will toward me. Now, why did Jesus come? 
Let's go to John 3, 16. This is a verse some of us have heard thousands of times, and yet we don't have revelation of it. It is not in our hearts. Let's consider it and get it in our hearts. Verse 16. Why did Jesus come? Here's your answer. For God so loved the world. That is why Jesus came. For God so loved the world. Now, whose idea was it? That's the next part of the verse. For God so loved the world that he, God, gave. God gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Why did Jesus come? So that we don't perish but we have everlasting life. Now, listen to verse 17. The first three words, for God sent. For God sent. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Whose idea was it that Jesus come? It was the Father's. The Father sent him. The Father sent him. In the book of John alone, Jesus speaks 16 times that the Father sent him. 16 times the Father sent him. Jesus didn't come on his own. The Father sent him. Now, let's go to Hebrews 10, and I'm going to begin in verse 5. These are some wonderful verses. These verses are powerful if you will consider them. Verse 5, wherefore, when he cometh into the world, that's Jesus, he saith, sacrifice an offering thou wouldest not, listen to this, but a body thou hast prepared me. Who prepared Jesus a body? The Father prepared the body. The Father prepared Jesus a body. Why? It goes on and explains it in the next two verses. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Verse 7, Then said I, Jesus, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Thy will. Jesus came to do the will of the Father. Jesus speaks in John. He said, I came not to do my own will, but the will of the Father that sent me. That sent me. God sent Jesus. And he sent Jesus to die for you and I. To be buried for you and I. And to be raised again for you and I. And do you know how I know all this? Because I've experienced it. When my third child was born, he was sick with the flu and not even a week old. We took him to the doctor and she prescribed him some medicine. He improved. But at six weeks old, he became sick again. He was miserable. He wasn't sleeping. His nose was stuffed and I was nursing him. So he had a hard time nursing. I was beginning to get worried, which made matters worse. In my eyes, my third child, John, had full-blown pneumonia. I asked my husband at the time if we could take him back to the doctor. 
And you know what my husband replied to me was, and I knew it was God. He said, Kathy, the problem's not John, the problem's you. You know, I knew it, but that didn't make it any easier. So that night I was up with the baby again. He couldn't sleep and he was having trouble eating and I was walking him back and forth and I was getting desperate. You know, I remember exactly where I was standing. I was in my living room and I was holding John and I was looking out a large window. I spoke out loud to God, Father, I'm afraid. Do you know that you can talk to the Father that way? I've learned you can. You can tell God what is ever in your heart. And that night I told him, Father, I'm afraid. You know, he said something to me that I will never forget. But he, re- he replied to me, what time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. You know, that's Psalm 56, 3. I knew when I heard those words, I knew at that juncture that God was with me. He was right there with me in that room and he knew I was afraid. But it didn't end here. At that time, I was in a sign business and I had some big jobs I was working on. I had subcontracted another company to use their truck and crew to put up some large banners and pennants at several grocery stores. I knew the driver of the truck, and I was also friends with the owners of the sign company I was subcontracting from. The driver had a baby just a few weeks older than mine. And the morning after that God spoke to me, I went to that sign company to go over some business. As the wife of the owner and I were talking, she gave me some pretty grave news. She informed me that that morning... The driver's baby had just died from SIDS, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. She knew the struggle that I was having with my baby. You know, for a moment, my heart stopped beating. I knew right there that the devil was after me, and he was saying, and your baby's next. I thought for a moment, but then the Spirit of God rose up in my heart, and I spoke out. You know, my friend was standing there, but I really wasn't talking to her. I was talking to the devil and all his cohorts. I said, I'm sorry that his baby died, but my baby will not die. There has already been a death in our family, and his name is Jesus. He died, and he was buried, and he rose again so that my baby would not die. Do you know what? I overcame that fear right there. And it wasn't 24 hours, and my baby was healed. You know, he's now 21 years old, and he's a lot bigger than his mother. God sent his son for us. And he sent him because he loved us. And he gave Jesus a body so that Jesus could die and be buried and be raised again for us. Do you know Jesus? Do you know that it is not hard to know him? In Acts 21 and Joel 2.32, it's the same scripture. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do you want to know the same God and the same Jesus I do? then call on that name, Jesus. As I stated previously, 
whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So you're saying, but I'm not sure. How do I call on him? Let's take a look at Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Do you know that word confess means to acknowledge? It means to profess, to agree with, to concede. To concede to what? That Jesus is Lord. And if you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So by these verses, what do you do? You open your mouth and you talk to God. Do you know in Psalm 138, 6, it says, Though the Lord be high, yet is respect unto the lowly. He will listen to your voice when you talk to him. Let's finish the program with a perfect song, Somebody Touched Me, ministered here by the Brown Brothers. Many years he walked in darkness As he groped along the streets His hands stretched out for pennies Or for just a bite to eat It's the story of the blind man When Jesus walked his way And when the masters touched the man darkness 
Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwl.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.